0: And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone, he'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45, here comes Davis, oh my god, Davis is going running all the way back, Auburn's going to win the football game, Auburn's going to win the football game. It's a hey, and it was BYG, bring your own guts, and they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Her kick is blocked, Jackson took Boston, the Jacket's picking up back in the 25, and Austin is returning it down the left side of the that's the 50, i All right, thank you for joining the ESVC Podcast Network, where the purpose of every podcast is to make money, and to teach business and financial concepts using sports betting as a vehicle so you can make as much money as possible. So who the hell am I? Why the heck should you you listen to anything I have to say? Uh, Professionally, I have an MBA, Master's in Business Administration. I have uh, clients that worth 50 million and above for decades because they do a good job for them. Uh, Securities licenses. And last year I made $71,000 in college football and about hundred dollars in NFL football. So to that end, we use business and financial concepts, specifically uh, probability theory, decision science used by the top 50 uh, companies in this country to make decisions and teach that. And but we give you something we just don't teach you how to fish. We give you fishes. so uh, you can make the picks yourself, get the picks from us. but what you want to do is learn how to make picks yourself and learn how to make investments yourself, learn how to manage uh, your 401 K yourself, and we do it having a lot of fun with college and pro football. So to that end, uh person with the best information wins. You always have to do your research. I'll have the top 10 rules of betting in the episode notes as a guide. Uh, we go through concepts, each concept we go through is concepts related to sports betting and uh, betting college and pro football and their concepts that have made me money and I anticipate uh, will make me money this year. So number one rule of betting is never bet your own team. And this is the conference with my own team, the AAC, but I know a lot about each opponent, and I just wait for things to jump out at me. I don't, to be honest, I don't remember, I'm always honest, I hate when people say that. Uh, to be frank, I do not remember missing an AAC game in a while. Like you said wait for the ones to jump out at me based on the, the research and watching all these things every year. Now, uh, one of the big concepts in finance that's analogous to sports betting is the fact that fundamental analysis, there's a big fight between fundamental analysis and technical analysis of finance. Uh, no one has ever gotten rich using technical analysis. A lot of people have gotten rich selling technical analysis, including the owner of your Panthers. However, a lot of people have gotten rich using fundamental analysis, and a lot of people have gotten rich taking advantage of market inefficiencies. And you create an advantageous scenario for you of being able to identify a market inefficiency by the number two rule of betting always do your research. So don't wait till the last minute, you're at the window. Who is this team? Who is Tulsa? We'll tell you who Tulsa is right now, today, early in the season, uh, before the season even started. So you're fully equipped to mitigate inflation, mitigate recession by being able to anticipate the outcome football games and be able to monetize keep relationships as well with your wife buy a new purse with betting money so she can let us watch the insane amount of football we watch so we're going to go through each team in the AAC and we're going to come up with relevant facts that are are central to you determining uh, who's going to cover who's going to win these games now within fundamental analysis that we mentioned there is uh, corporate governance so elon musk right everybody uh wants to bet on tesla they want to invest in tesla spacex because elon musk is the richest man in the world and that means that since he is so smart he's going to manage the company well and he's going to make us money so we do a lot of Corporate governance, we analyze the coaching, the coaching staff, schemes, uh, what they want to play, so we can determine the totals for the season, and we can determine uh, how many points they are going to score, and whether they're going to cover certain games. And again, uh, the last three or four years, I've been close to 70% all year in college football, and we've made a lot of money and solved a lot of problems so that is the goal all right so let's start with the first team in the aac which is going to be the north texas mean green actually they're going to be in there next year but what's relevant is Tillman fortetta and the fortetta family that were i think around 23 billion dollars yes billion dollars with a b and they're prominent in this program because Tillman fortetta is in the border regions of the university of houston and he graduated from North Texas, which is coming to the AAC next year. What that means is a lot of money for NIL in the AAC. He owns several casinos and Palms, you know, software for sports betting. So when you think about the future of the AAC, he has, uh, he can bankroll. With $23 billion for his family, they can bankroll the whole AAC and uh, make sure it keeps getting talent and prospers into the future. Uh, billionaires associated with the AAC, Jerry Jones, with Tulsa, uh, not only has he donated a significant amount of money, I think about $100 million, you know, he donated close to maybe, I think, uh, like five, 600 million, <laughs> the University of Arkansas, we graduated from uh, oil money, refineries, he's in that business, he knows friends that who graduated from Tulsa, He has an affinity for Tulsa. He hires uh, University of Tulsa graduates to work for him, for Jerry Jones, the oil industry, refineries. So to that end, he drafted in the first round an alignment from Texas, giving that program. Phil Montgomery is also from Texas, a lot of credibility. So the AAC is in good shape as far as having a roster of billionaires uh, supporting programs. And then you have Fred Smith from FedEx, who bankrolls the University of Memphis program. He just retired, so he's going to be more hands-on uh, with the program at the University of Memphis. So again, we talked about marginal utility. It's another business concept to look at. Uh, the top 200 players are the players that get drafted, but 201 to 1,000 the training with a strategy fitting talent to scheme there's not a lot of difference between the AAC and take the top two teams away from the SEC uh, there's not that much difference and of course uh, UCF, USF, University of Houston, Memphis, all routinely every year beat so-called power five teams uh, when you look at the uh, – I mean, like Memphis beat UCLA two two years in a row. The Cincinnati beat UCLA. Cincinnati got into the playoffs. So There's not much difference with uh, the level of play in the AAC, the fun belts. and let's say 80% of the SEC, 80% of the Big 12, 80%. Well, the whole Big 12. I think the AAC is probably better than the Big 12. The Big 12 is taking three teams from the AAC we think the, the Big 12 is in trouble too. Now, I don't think the Big 12 has this much billionaire backing. And uh, if you listen to the podcast I did with Graham Honaker, the in the gifts department at Butler University, earn advertising revenue. So with, with all the big markets in the AAC, uh, the future looks bright and the billionaire back, right? So first thing we're going to look at this year is going to be for the AAC, the Houston Cougars. Dell is a legit receiver. The offensive line. Let me see here. The offensive line for Houston. So you always look at the offensive line as far as returning starters. The more football you play, the better you are, coaches tell me. And talk to Chance Nolan. On a previous podcast, the starting quarterback for your Oregon State Beavers. And he agrees as well with all the coaches that the more football you play, uh, the better chance you have. And I've been noticing going through these previews that the, uh, the Sun Belt did Conference USA, did the Big Ten, and coaches who know what they're doing are good at roster management, and they return a significant amount of people on the offensive line to be able to control the line of scrimmage, control the game, especially when you get ahead. So they have 103 guys returning on that offensive line, 103 103 career starts last year. This year, they're down to 65 career starts. That's right, close to the bare minimum you need to have to. You kind of be legit. You figure that uh, Dana Holderson looking at corporate governance, offensive minded coach will be able to mitigate that. Uh, Doug Belt, who a lot of people are looking for a head coaching job, probably just because he's black. <laughs> I don't think he's really done that great of a job at, at Houston, enough. So, Houston with an offensive minded coach, they want to win with offense. What that means is they just want the defensive coordinator to get one stop to be able to dial up a blitz to get in the ball back when they want to in a pivotal part of the game. That's what they want from their defensive corner versus uh, Mike Tomlin, defensive-minded coaches who want to put it on the defense. It's fourth and one at the 45-yard line. They're gonna punt, pin them deep, and put it on the defense to win the game. Offensive coach wants to go for it. They're gonna score fast. Gas the defense, the defense is gonna get back on the field. And in general, give up points but they run that one stop. That's what Doug Bult does. Uh, again, looking at your experience, you have seven back on offense, six on defense. So you live in the past, you die in the past. You bet last year, record, you're going to lose a lot of game betting. You can't do that. You got to make money, right? It's a difference between working at 7-Eleven, listening to, to the games on your phone, to – being at home watching the red channel, red zone channel, and direct TV, having the money through betting dollars to see that, and having watching the games from your couch and the comfort of your own couch, right? So you have to win and win consistently. So only 65 starts in that offensive line, seven back on offense, six back on defense at uh team that we talked about in the Conference USA podcast, that they're going to the AAC next year, uh, San Antonio. And San Antonio has a great coach, phenomenal coach, you know, a guy that's been looked at for a Power Five Jobs, so-called Power Five jobs. Ah, San Antonio, big game for them, big recruiting game for them. Let me look at the line of that because now uh, processing Houston. At First blush, I'm going to tell you that San Antonio should be able to cover that game uh, because of the youth on that offensive line. down some blitzers early, maybe get a get a pick, get a turnover. There you go, big upset because people are looking at Houston. They're going to the Big Twelve. Blah blah blah. That was 2021, this is 2022. So looking at first game of the season, September the 3rd, uh, you gotta just be looking hard. Always do your research, right? So the week before you do your research, look at the beat writers from each team. If you have a friend who went to the University of Houston, went to, uh, San Antonio call, ask them about their team. You want to get, first some of the best information length. So uh, you want to make, have as much information as possible to, because to get to a result, you got to eliminate variables and covariables to get to the result. To get information, eliminate variables, and you pick the game. So September the 3rd, Let's look at the line of this game. Uh, San Antonio is getting five points. So you want to jump all over that. Should be a close game. Uh, the over under is 60 points. I could see this being a 30 24 game. Uh, you know, San Antonio winning this game under the total, because it's the beginning of the season, both are really good coaches. What that means is, they are their uh, game plan for the season, having their season plan. What they do is, like we heard from Zick Shealy, head coach of Houston Baptist, his offensive coordinator, now the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech, air raid guy. He, uh, he recruited Stearns, who's now in the Patriots camp. He told us in the podcast, but we've known for years, but now we got direct evidence that you. You have place in your back pocket for later on in the year. So yeah, this this total might be good at mid-season, late in the year for these clubs, but to begin the season, I don't think so. You're gonna have to work on fundamentals, pound the ball at each other, run it at each other, and keep this game under. So the first game of the season, Houston at San Antonio, take San Antonio plus the six points under 60. Making money watching sports. I always bet at least ten games to get arbitrage. And what arbitrage says, with the definition in finance, is when you pick ten or more securities in a certain market, you do that to take advantage of a market inefficiency. And again, our research creates a market inefficiency for the sports book, and that's our not our enemy friends who run sports books, but we compete against them right not for the houses money but for your money so houston uh yeah you know, they'll have an eight nine win year but again with that office line only 65 career starts uh look for them to struggle look for them to struggle at texas tech get right against kansas and rice and then Tulane Friday night, you got to look at that game. Uh, if people haven't learned from the past, they will die in the past. And Tulane, that's what we'll get into later on in the podcast when we break down Tulane. Tulane can beat you. All right. And that's Houston coming off a 12 and 2 year. If we're looking at it from a finance standpoint. They look like they're probably going to be oversold. That is your Houston Cougars betting preview for uh, 2022. And one thing to look at, uh, there's a difference between blue blood teams and developmental teams. Your blue bloods are Alabama, Ohio State. And then you have teams that are in between developmental and blue blood. Blue blood, they could just, like you just say with Pat Riley, just roll out the ball and the guys can play. But Uh, Alabama's a good developmental program as well. They do both things uh, exceptionally well. Now Houston, as they're kind of in the middle, they're not a blue blood because they haven't won a national title recently. Uh, Their program has been up and down, but they've won uh, big uh, uh, bowl games in New York six games, right? They've beaten Oklahoma, they've beaten Florida State, in those uh, games. So you gotta look at the talent they bring in, the talent they bring back. And in the fact, they only bring six and seven isn't as bad as a team that's rebuilding or it doesn't have the reputation or the recent success Houston's had. So that's something to mitigate and look as you start evaluating teams. And again, the corporate governance, uh, Hardison did a good job at West Virginia. He has good pedigree with Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. But he's fine. He's going to score a lot of points. And you got to look at when he's oversold because Vegas knows that. Vegas knows he wants to score. Vegas knows that he gasses his defense. So something that's something you mitigate and you think about as you make your determination on the different teams. Next thing we're going to look at is a coach from a corporate governance standpoint. He's lights out. I'll put in the episode notes, a link uh, showing him Coach Fickle winning the Ohio State Wrestling Championship. So what that means is, he is a great developmental coach to win a state title in wrestling, got a really know technique. Uh, He was a defensive coordinator I believe his name is Jim Tressel. Mike Trestle, his son, is a defensive coordinator here. Uh, he won a national title with Trestle at Ohio State. He's uh, to be at the level fickle's at, making four or $5 million a year at Cincinnati, getting him to the playoffs as a developmental team. He can do it all. He can recruit. He knows techniques. He knows the X's and O's, and he has a good network. Build a good coaching staff for our uh, corporate governance angle that we use to determine outcomes of football games. Great roster management, coming back a playoff appearance. He has hundred and seven starts coming back on the offensive line. That's huge. You're going to be able to control the line. scrimmage. He likes to play zone. He likes to control the game. He's the opposite of of Holderson, right? He wants to keep his defense fresh. He wants his guys to run the ball. And he develops his offensive linemen, right? The way he developed as a wrestler, the way he developed defensive linemen. He was at Ohio State. He does a phenomenal job recruiting people to his scheme. Great hire was Mike Tressel, who comes from the D'Antonio tree. D'Antonio. Uh, And Michigan State, he comes from the Bill Belichick tree, won seven Super Bowls. Antonio did a great job with Michigan State. Michigan State is borderline blue blood, but they're not. You have to develop them. So they did a great job developing players uh, at Michigan State. Uh, Mike Trestles here doing the same thing. Uh, Offensive coordinator, uh, Gino Guladolu, right, pronouncing the last name. Wrong. I'm uh, butchering. I'm spilling G U I D U G L i am guidugli He's not as important because remember, this is a defensive team, special teams fill position, play zone. So they've made a lot of money uh, to the under. Week one at Arkansas. You're looking at the SEC. The SEC gets a lot of hype. They have this new $3 billion contract. A lot of PR out there. What does that mean? They oversold, They get oversold, and you have to go the other way. So minus seven uh, against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati has 103 guys coming back on that offensive line. Love Cincinnati in this situation. Not necessarily to win, but to cover what could be eight points by the time we bet it on Saturday. 54 is way too many points i can see this game being 24 21. that's 44 points way under in cincinnati covering uh, arkansas arkansas as a quarterback that's a thrower not a passer so maybe we can get a couple turnovers from this guy arkansas their coach is in office in line Fino, right, so what he wants to do is recruit offensive alignment, develop offensive alignment, and run the ball and wear you out in the second half. But the Bearcats, uh, regardless of the fact they only return five on defense, remember, Fickle does a great job recruiting to his scheme. These high school guys, he's already he recruits them from sophomore year on. So this is good. Uh, you, you see a guy, so three years. Doing in you know, Ohio, wherever they recruit him, uh, on the program, developing right the Fickle way. He's Fickle's like, hey, I'm at Ohio State. We've got all these guys in the NFL. Uh, you know, gotten this team to the playoffs. We built this program. Uh, do it my way, and things are going to work out. for you, All right. So, so sophomore year, this guy is working out, doing the Bearcat way. Gets to Cincinnati. He redshirts, weights, works out, gets his academics right. And now, as a redshirt freshman, his first career start with Cincinnati. But he's been working on the scheme for what, four years to do a specific job there. So the fact that they only return five in this t- scenario it's not a big a deal. Now, the fact that they have 105 starts in that offensive line, I believe is a big deal because they'll be able to uh, necessarily push around Arkansas in the first quarter. But as the game wears on, they'll be able to cover the spread for us. We don't care who wins. We just want them to cover the eight points. It's probably going to be there on Saturday morning for us, as we hear a lot of ESPN Hype. And then uh, very exciting. In the next couple of weeks, we're we'll going to do the uh, SEC preview. which had the most downloads of the previews last year. Second to the Big Ten. We just did the Big Ten. A lot of people downloading the Big Ten. So Cincinnati, plus eight, under uh, 54 points that first game, September 3rd, against Arkansas. My wife's from Florida. She calls it Arkansas. As the year moves along, look for them not to cover spreads. Uh, September 10th, seventeen at Miami, Ohio. Uh, in Indiana, two defense coaches going at each other, Coach Allen and Coach Sickle. Look for that game to be under the total. All right, that's your sustained uh, Bearcats. Um, those looking for the non-bending perspective, they'll be in the hunt for the title. I'll be in the hunt for the title of the uh, AAC. All right. So you got Cincinnati, Houston. We'll go to uh, one of my favorite teams in the AAC, other than the school that I graduated from, the USF, East Carolina. Coach Mike Houston. Uh, He won a title at the FCS level. uh, James Madison, uh, great developmental coach. He returned 63 starts on the offensive line, seven on offense, seven on defense. East Carolina has, I believe, a fourth or fifth year starter. Coming back quarterback. You're looking at them the way Houston has uh, structured the program. Uh he puts a lot on the quarterback. He has the blow his hands on every play. He kind of dictates what's going to go on. And the better he plays, the way they structure the program, uh, the better opportunity they have to win. And the fact that, again, the developmental team, the fact that he is in his third or fourth year, I think his name is uh, Holton Alters. He's in his third year as a starter. So he, he gets a guy that he starts right away and make sure that that kid develops each year to the point where he's in his fourth or fifth year after the redshirt year that, uh, you know, you can put more sophisticated game plans in because he's seen a lot. And plus 10 against North Carolina State. North Carolina State is gonna be hyped up because they're from the AAC. And remember what I said, about marginal utility. Uh, 1 through 22, there's not much difference between an East Carolina and a Mississippi in the SEC. The problem is depth. Uh, You'll notice FCS teams will upset FBS teams early in the season but have no shot later because of depth, right? They don't have enough numbers. But early in the season, people are hyped up. Nothing bad's happened yet have a good attitude, watch out. So I like the East Carolina Pirates. Plus 10 September the 3rd. And, and notice how we are looking at games, setting bases for these games this early. So when Saturday comes, we're not in the MIGS of the brain, which is the panic portion of your brain. Picking games because there's scarcity and got to get your ticket to the window before the game starts. Now, we're doing it way be- before, nice and relaxed. Evaluating the situation. And, and half of this is knowing who's good, who's not. Corporate governance and Mike Houston solid. The second of this math, right? And people's perception. Uh, first game of the season, North Carolina, state, they have a really good team. Listen to the AAC preview, went into in depth. So the fact that they have a really good team coming back means that they're leaving a lot of things in their back pocket. For bigger fish to fry, like Clemson, Clemson University, right? It's more important for North Carolina State to beat Clemson than it is East Carolina. You're gonna have just enough place to win and hide the rest because they don't wanna give Dabble Sweden's film. That creates a big opportunity for East Carolina to throw the kitchen sink in, in an in state rival and big game for recruiting, right? A recruiting game, I call it. Made a lot of money identifying recruiting games. When one team has a competitive advantage against the next team, and if they beat them, it helps recruit them. Get better players, better players. Uh, you, you develop them, boom, you got a better program, right? Mitigating the excesses in the Jimmy's and the Joes. So Mike Houston, a guy who's won the national title, developing people in the FCS. North Carolina, State with more fish to fry. Uh, the total again, 56 is too high. It's not a, a key number. So it, on, on that Saturday, it's quite possible you can get plus 11, and the over under 57. So you would go under 57. Uh, East Carolina, plus the 11 points. And man, we are making money. Remember, 52.5 percent is break even and we are on 70% for the year. So you want the biggest margin between 52.5% and 70%, right? Uh, watching football, making money, watching football is always our goal. And that's your East Carolina Pirates. And if you don't know who these teams are, If you you don't know the Pirates, don't bet. Don't bet blindly. Always, always do your research. As far as the rest of the year goes for East Carolina, uh, looking at spots for them. Look at their schedule. I looked at it before I'm just refreshing my memory. It's Karen Lampard, uh, Pirates. Computer, come on. All right, so you got Old Dominion, it's gonna be a really good game. Uh, the next week, another state rival. Look for that Navy game to be under. Uh, made a lot of money picking a lot of under games with Navy. And uh, East Carolina. East Carolina is an under team, a developmental team. So those are the games that jump out, right? The under and navy, then that first game of the season. Also, October the 28th, they go to BYU. BYU is probably going to be overhyped, oversold in that. Uh, Depending on injuries, depending on what's going on, do your research. That's the spot where you start looking hard at. East Carolina Pirates, because uh, BYU has a name. Yes, they're going to the Big 12, but they lost a lot of players. That was last year. This is 2022, not 2021. You live in the past, you die in the past. Next thing we're going to look at in the AAC is your Memphis Tigers, Coach uh, Sliverfield, great offensive line coach great salesman, and a great businessman. Salesmen think short-term, long, businessmen think, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. So we're making $4 million a year, doing good long-term. He's a great recruiter, right? So you gotta know your exescendant, and he's gonna be a head coach and make $4 million a year. Fred Smith's money, and you got to be able to develop players in Memphis, he's done a great job. He's done a great job with roster management. He has a 100 starts coming back on that offensive line. He's got 30 transfers that came in in the portal. He sold them on the Memphis Tiger program. So, Memphis, I, I think the AACs, for the most part, are going to stay together because of the numbers eyeballs and earn advertising revenue that we learned from Graham Honaker, Gifts Department at Butler. They have a lot of money in that area. Uh, The program's done well. And they're getting, again, another overhyped SEC team, Mike Leach. You're gonna get 18 points from Memphis, over under 67. Again, uh, yes, these two teams will have high-powered offices, as the year moves along, but game one with a fresh defense on both sides, uh, throwing exotic blitzes at each other, man, that game's gonna go under that 57, right? So remember, out of 10 games, the goal is to get eight, nine of them right. And 52.5% is break even. We're seeing a lot of unders here. Uh, that's too many points, 57 points. Memphis September the third at uh, Mississippi State they beat, they beat Mississippi, they beat beating SEC teams the last time. Every time they played an SEC team, a Power 5 team in the regular season in the last five years, Memphis has won. This is a game, too, where you might want to sprinkle a little bit of money on the money line for Memphis. So let me do a little research here. Let's see what a money line bet on the Memphis Tigers, you do your research, make sure that uh, there's not any major injuries with Memphis, but as things line up now, and Coach uh, Sliverfield being well, and again, Mike Leach is almost like Trip Kelly, He treats uh, non-conference games almost like preseason games. And again, remember, he has to hide a lot of his best plays he's seen in spring, a lot of best Places you, you'll see in fall camp. You can't show it to Memphis because it's more important for him to beat Alabama, right? Or play Alabama well and not give Nick Satan film to watch uh, playing against Memphis. So you'd rather beat Alabama than Memphis. He's going to keep things in his back pocket, thus the under. And look at it. The money line uh, situation. Also, San Antonio, San Antonio, Houston. that's a game we want to look at the money line. San Antonio. Uh, pull it up. It's a lot of good games. September the third. September third is going to be good. First, uh, we can see it's going to be August twenty seventh, but September the third is lining up. Like a very profitable day. Uh, so we look at market inefficiency. So the totals in this game, they look like the, to be a market inefficiency that we exploit. And remember, people have gotten rich exploiting market inefficiencies and using fundamental analysis. That's what we look at corporate governance so closely because it's made us money in the past. does it mean it's going to make us money in the future. Past performance is not does not indicate or predict future results. So you make a determination every year. Uh, Rutgers Boston College, we talked about that one. Richmond, Virginia, we talked about that one. Arizona, San Diego State, that's gonna be a good game that day. If we hunt down Memphis and Mississippi State. All right, so for some reason that on the site that I usually look at, so I'm thinking it's going to be around plus plus four fifteen. That means if you put 100 bucks down, oh here we go, if you put 100 bucks down. Get 450 back, so it is kind of crazy. I think Memphis can win in the line. I'm probably gonna get 18 voices so plus 600. So you put hundred bucks down on Memphis and get 600 back, possibly. So the way I'm going to bet this game is going to be Memphis, usually bet a thousand dollars on the game so I'll put uh seven hundred on Memphis plus eighteen I'll put two hundred on the under fifty seven and I'll put a hundred dollars on the Memphis money line so the fall three hit that's six hundred uh six hundred again twelve hundred dollars twelve hundred dollars Plus $1,300 profit just for that game. So, what does that mean? It means gas. It means groceries for the week just on uh, Memphis and have money left over. Yeah. So, very, very, very exciting. With 100 starts on the offensive line means they can control the game, control clock, get some runs in there, shorten the game, and keep the game under for us. And, be able to cover it for us, even if it's a late touchdown plus the 18. So, remember, 52.5% break even. So, you always want to win two out of three to create a hedge. I mean, I could go 333 on each, which might be a better strategy. Uh, and I go two out of three, get the plus 18 and the total, and I make profit. Right? I mean, $600 minus $300, $300 profit on the game. And if they hit it, 333 times 600 that's 1800 So $2,200 on that game. So you make a determination based on the research for the game. But right now, that's looking really good. The Memphis Tigers plus 18, under 56 points, 57 now. And Maybe sprinkle a little, maybe it's a 60 bucks. I might go uh, 500 plus 18, 400 under 57, and then 100 on the, on the money line or you know 50 on, on the money line Memphis. Again, bigger game for Memphis, beating an SEC team, recruiting uh, for conference realignment, whatever, than it is the other way around. So very, very exciting. New York Memphis Tigers at Mississippi State. All right, so Navy. Navy is the Contessential Developmental Program. Uh, their experience does not matter. Uh, it does matter the corporate governance, a coach, great coach. Uh, always pronounced this last name right, Been there 16 years. Knows how to run the offense, how to recruit people to that exotic offense, the triple option, and they run clock. And you look at it, you mitigate factors. People on the weekends like to go to the casino and bet overs. They see in the Navy game, oh, I'm gonna bet it over blindly, not doing any research. We love that because then we go the other way, Navy. Uh, you bet a lot of unders when Navy's involved. And teams that play, that run the ball well, like so they you with the Triple option, play zone on defense, wait for other teams to make mistakes. Those teams do not cover as favorites, but cover as underdogs. And again, a lot of people made a lot of money, not just me, uh, betting uh, Navy when they play Notre Dame, for example. And Notre Dame gets an inflated oversold line just because they are Notre Dame and they play Navy. Uh doesn't mean they could stop the, at triple option. Uh, you know, again, they have bigger fish to fry. Also, you know, unwritten rule, uh, you know, coaches like to be patriotic. You don't wanna blow out a service academy team necessarily, unless you have a grudge against the, the head coach or something. So for the most part, all things being equal, then you always do your research, but for the most part, uh, Navy is going to cover the spread and uh, keep the game under. They have a four and eight year that Coach Houston does well, regardless of the talent coming back. So he has a heightened awareness this year. He doesn't want to have two losing years in a row. Uh, last five, he goes seven and six, three and six, eleven and two. Three and seven, code year, which you can throw out in four and Eight. Remember, teams recruit on a two year cycle. Uh, we've talked about the they're kind of extreme. They win 11, win 3, 11, 3. Uh, you kind of see this with them, right? You go seven and six, three and 10, and then 11 and two. Three and seven, four and six. So look for them to kind of bounce back. Uh, they play Memphis on September the 3rd after Memphis gets beat up by Mississippi State. So look for them to cover that, to get a buy on the 17th early and then to go to East Carolina, another developmental team, the greatest talent in the world, a great coaching That's to us, says the under. <laughs> big time. Uh, at Air Force sir, Service Academy Championship there. Uh, those are games you're going to look hard at the under and look for them to cover the big spread. And they played Notre Dame on November the 12th. Figure out what's going on with Notre Dame. If Notre Dame has a chance for a national title. Guess what? They are, and they played USC probably later, uh, they're going to keep things in the back pocket. They just wanted to win the game against Navy. They don't want to blow them out. So look what the line is, look how the line changes, and bet Navy and the under, with all things being equal, uh, this season. If they bounce back for a four and eight year. All right. That is the Navy Midshipman. Now, a team, one of my favorite teams as well in the AAC, is going to be the SMU Mustangs. One of my favorite coaches, Coach Brett Lashley. Uh, as you look at the corporate governance, Brett was the office corner, co-office corner, with Gus Malzant at Auburn when they went to the national title game. Uh, he knows how to run that spread offense. He goes, smells all runs. They score a lot of points. He's a two time finalist for the Royals Award as an assistant. So that means he's good with the X's and O's. And he's also good with the Jims and the Joes. Uh, you give him a list of 20 guys to recruit, he's going to get them all in. If he was a minister, you would have to leave your checkbook and wallet at home. If you go watch him preach, he'll take all your money. That's the type of guy Brett Lashley is. Uh, he's put together a good staff. Uh, Simmons, who came from uh, Missouri, Coach uh, Dirkowitz, good off his mind there. Uh, and then uh, good old Scott Simmons, who was the defensive, defensive coordinator at Liberty. Liberty covered a lot of games for us. Coach Hugh Freeze, a good people person. Good networker, business networker, as far as the business of college football. So uh, look for SMU to score a lot of points. They got six coming back on offense, seven on defense. Uh, the coach left, coach Dykes left, uh, but he left him with a good offensive line, 120 starts in the offensive line. to get talkers like this, like uh, he runs to a silver field, Good uh businessman and salesman. They get good quality talent from the portal without things being equal. So I like SMU at North Texas, September the third, Seth Trail at Texas. Remember North Texas, right? Uh their benefactor is the benefactor of the Tillman Fertilla family, the Fertilla, $23 billion. They got a new stadium there at North Texas. That's going to be a barn burner. And North Texas is getting 10 points. Again, the over-under is ridiculous. 69. So again, listen to the theme here. Get it past that key number. Key numbers are 3, 7, 10, 17, plus 11. If you get a plus 11 under 69, go with the mean green in North Texas. All right. Remember. Uh, SMU has 103 starts on the offensive line. That means they're gonna run the ball very hot, Especially if they get a lead on North Texas. His coach uh Lashley wants to keep things in his back pocket as he goes to at Maryland. Big game against CCU, then uh USF October the first before the bye. He does not want to show Maryland, CCU, or UCF a lot what they do on offense. They want to uh get by the Mean Green of North Texas, right? Not necessarily blow them out. And remember Seth Luttrell, some Jake coach there, getting paid a lot of money over there in North Texas. Big game for them. Another you know, recruiting game as they go to the SEC, the, one at, at the AAC, and LA Talent, right? So this looks like to be a conference game in the future if SMU did to go to the Pac-12, which is what they're looking at. So, at UCF, it's going to be an interesting game. And then they have homecoming, Cincinnati. Remember, if you live in the past, you die in the past. So, if Cincinnati is just getting by, winning squeakers, playing defense, and running the ball. They might be oversold when they play SMU on October 22nd. In that case, you look at the Mustangs. The first game of the season, I love the main green. I know, I guess, that there, they're looking at what SMU... And what North Texas will be their office will be in mid-season. This is the first game of the season. Remember, uh we start betting games. The, the biggest improvement teams make is between the first and second game of the season. So this is the first game of the season. Yeah, yeah the points would be scored about 69. And then people just getting drunk on Friday night and waking up on Saturday and betting you over uh, might inflate that line you might go look at, you might go under, you got to look hard in the under as you do your research right before that game. But right now, we've laid the foundation. We process the information, so you're not processing all that information on Saturday morning. You do it way before. And as the weeks uh, comes up, right? The first game is uh, August 27th. This game is going to be September the 3rd. If you're looking at a month out, uh, we already got this game lined up. Why to make money, to make that seventy-one thousand dollars you made last year? Very, very, very exciting. As we do our research and how things line up, uh, next thing we'll look at is going to be your uh, Temple Owls. And they have a new coach. The last coach, Kerry, is a really good developmental coach at Northern Illinois. I imagine that covered once and two bears. However, uh, 30 players transferred out, but 30 players transferred in. And Sam, Sam Drayton, again, another great salesman. He's a great recruiter, not just an excess and Alex guys. He coached with Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer just doesn't keep coaches around uh, without high performance. Jeff Collins and Steve Adazio both did great at Temple and both are Urban Meyer coaches. They coached on that 2005-2007 period at the University of Florida, where they're noted for winning national championships. And there's like three or four serial killers on that team. One guy that just got arrested in a cold case, he killed a couple of people. He's in the backfield and of course, Eric Hernandez killed like four or five people and some other guys. <laughs> I wonder how many of those guys Coach Drayton recruited. But in his career, he recruited Cam Newton. And Then Cam Newton started stealing laptops and ends up at Auburn, where again just falls on over there at uh, UCF that we'll talk about. Uh, got hundred thousand dollars cash, cold hard cash to push his ass in a paper bag to get Cam Newton. But he was originally coached and recruited by Stan Drayton. He's not the head coach yet. Temple as we look at the corporate governance of Temple uh, to determine our investments in Temple, uh, short-term investments, short-term options before games. He recruited Chris Brainey from Lakeland, Florida. That's where my wife's from. Marshall Lattimore, Cleveland, Ohio, Curtis Samuel, Brooklyn, New York. So he knows how to recruit the Northeast, he knows how to get guys out of Portland. Uh, developed guys at Philly, get them in, get them to play. Ezekiel Elliott, he recruited him for a minor at Ohio State. Garrett Faison, uh, Hillsborough, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Paris Campbell, got him for the Buckeyes. jean uh, Ingram was recruited by him. Denzel Ward, uh, Maurice Pouncey on that on that famous team. Pouncey, Maurice Pouncey is the one in the documentary talking to her in, this, in a very weird conversation, right? We know now they're part of the LGBT community. And we don't judge, we're just uh, reporting, you decide. Mike Pouncey is the uh, religious straight. Uh, Mike Pouncey, for Lakeland, Florida with my wife is well. And then Steve Wilkes, who recruited him back in the day, he's now your defensive coordinator I think, for the Cleveland Clowns. So, again, great net worker getting guys in. You're going to have a lot of talent, right? Uh, it's going to be big for Temple that first game of the season to get the good vibes going uh, with all the new players as they drill. But they're going to be a talented team, uh, Temple. Uh, look for them not to be as bad as people are thinking. Watch for them to go uh, six and six. So if you can get a season total of around four for them, they went three and nine last year. Uh, I see six wins for them as you look at their schedule. Duke, Duke has a new coach. They're going to have actually more talent than Duke, so that's one. Lafayette, that's two. Rutgers, remember Rutgers has bigger fish to fry later in the season. But Fiano's a defensive guy. He wants to run the football, keep games close. Look for them to cover a record. If not, win. Mass, that's four. So it could be three and one going into the Memphis game. they go Memphis, UCF, Tulsa at home. They might have just as good a talent as Tulsa. So that's maybe your fourth or fifth win. Navy, maybe again, uh, they rely on trip the triple um, They can get in a battle with them and win them. So now you're looking at five, six, then Houston, Cincinnati, and then East Carolina. They have might have more talent than East Carolina. And if East Carolina, this fourth year quarterback, gets hurt, uh, you got to look at Temple. So the season total for Temple at four, and you can get it at three some places. I like the over and coach Drayton because Drayton knows how to identify and recruit talent. So you got to think those 30 guys that came from the transfer quarter uh, probably can play. And he knows his system, Irvin Meyer. It's not coaching, so Urban Myers is just a phone call away from Stan. Stan knows where all the bodies are buried, literally in <laughs> the So coach uh, Urban Myers has to pick up the phone and help his former assistant out. The head coach schemes and preparing for teams as the season goes along. I'm sure he has already. So he, he put a good staff together, look for Stan Drain and Temple. To cover some spreads this year, more often than not, looking at their games and uh, to go over the season total in four wins. All right. So, from a betting standpoint, that is your Temple Out. Then you have now, uh, I'll put them last because you cannot. Number one rule of betting is you cannot bet your own team next on my notes i have usf Uh, but a lot of people ask me during the season i know you can't beat your own team but if you did who would you pick in this game every single usf game (laughs) i get that question again my dm bombarded i do know a lot about them Uh, i've watched every single one of their games the last 15 to 20 years the program has been in existence so i know a lot about usf follow them very very close but another team I follow very, very close is your Tulsa Hurricane. Jerry Jones, benefactor program. They have 51 career starts on that offensive line for Tulsa. Uh, Philip Montgomery, since his eighth year there, and he's only had one winning season actually two, 63 and, and previous year and then last year, 76. He likes to run the football a lot. It's a developmental program. They lost their first-round draft pick uh, that Dallas got. Uh, so they only returned 65 guys in the 51 career starts in that office line. For a team like Tulsa and a coach like Phillip Montgomery, he likes to recruit Texas a lot. Uh, so, it doesn't seem like he won a lot of those recruiting battles versus San Antonio, which is going to be interesting because San Antonio is going to be in that league next year uh, in the AAC. So, I do not see good things for Tulsa this year. I think they give us some regressions in the mean, uh, at Wyoming, got to look at Wyoming, what Wyoming got? Because a lot of people sleep on your Mountain West. I would not do that. Uh, you gotta look at what you don't need a uh, And you gotta look at unders for Tulsa as they try to shrink the game and keep games close in the fourth quarter. Maybe they have a chance. So you look at a lot of unders for Tulsa and uh, I think the season total is seven games. You got to look hard at the underseason total for Tulsa. I really do not see a lot. Now, they do play at Mississippi, Lame Kiffin, September the 24th. You got to look at that overhyped SEC line. If it gets something crazy in the 30s, uh, by that time, uh, since their emphasis is, is on running, it does recruit fairly well in Texas, that offensive line should be okay to keep the game under, and for them to uh, start the game, basically trying to run out the clock, uh, not get blown out by Mississippi, and beat a uh, Lane Kiffin, Mississippi SEC inflated line, and keep that game under your Tulsa Hurricanes, and under the season total of seven. Good old Philip Montgomery, pushed eight years at Tulsa, six losing seasons. he developed his guys, he got him there. And now these guys are gone. And uh, now he's going to have to deal with the current roster. And let's see if Jerry Jones uh, keeps giving him time to develop his team. As this year looks to be a down year, I think what he says to keep his job is, hey, uh, I did it before. I could do it again. It's a two-year cycle. Will be good next year. All right. So we'll go. You can't finish university. And then we'll go USF for last. I'll give you all the information you need. Make your own decisions about USF football. But you can't finish university. Coach Malzon uh, is thinking national title. Uh, he thinking to your cycles last year they finished strong they uh, beat florida in the bowl game which bodes for their talent right so they have nine coming back on offense eight coming back on defense gus malzant won a national title as an assistant coach jeans Z- and who's the defense coordinator in north carolina uh, he went to a national title lost uh, last play of the game against Florida State, Florida State criminal James Winstead, rapist, right? The great people in townhouse is running two as the quarterback of a national championship team. They had 132 year starts on that offensive line. Chip Lindsay head coach Detroit, did a great job developing Detroit at auburn 1718. then david gibbs his dad was an offensive line hall of fame page hall of fame and Bowl, so he taught his son right how to coach he's their co-defensive coordinator uh he's there because he knows how to improve so david gives your pedigree there uh up uh, for the world. So, gives was up with the Royal Award. defensive defensive coach at Missouri. And I use a lot of for reference. Phil Still like So, read it from Phil Friday night. Look for them to do well in a game. Look for it to have a play in line. It's going to be at. You can't finish. Orlando. At FAU, September the 15th, it'll wiggle Willie Taggart. So, Willie Taggart and FAU covers as a big dog. And favorite. Probably going to be a big dog in this game. Look for Willie Taggart with his big offensive line to cover that game. That's so you can't finish. And I think you can't finish. University is probably going to unseat it until Friday night, November the 25th. He got the shirt when they play the USS Bulls. And we're going to spoil their season. You're going to be thinking the championship playoffs. we'll beat them at home. We'll beat you can't finish and uh, watch the fans cry in the stands. Then they're going to have to try to get refreshed from the tickets they They try to get to go to the playoffs. You can't finish university. Remember, I have a big bias. There are main. Rival, but I do think they'll probably be undefeated uh, until they get beat by us on November the 25th, day after Christmas. When you look at TV numbers, one year uh the 45 44 game uh, with USF, and you can't finish those. And Scott Frost with the head coach had that uh, you can't finish those the highest rated game uh, that whole season. So, uh, big things for the AAC. So, that's that's uh. That's you can't finish. Uh, they got 132 first starts on the offensive line. They got everybody coming back on defense. They got great coaching. Duff uh, Balzard has been to do national title games, so they'll be undefeated until they get beat by USF. And USF, where I graduated from, uh, this is the last team we'll look at. Coach Jeff Scott, it's crazy small world. In 1990, his dad, Brad Scott, was recruiting William Floyd at Lakewood High School where I was going to school. William Floyd ended up winning a national title in Florida State, Bobby Bowden, in a Super Bowl with Steve Young and Jerry Rice. But his Brad Scott uh, was recruiting in Florida State, he was the office coordinator in Florida State, Got to Bobby Bowden, and I escorted him, you know, being a student assistant, working for a desk, Escorting assistant football coaches. Um, Assistant football coaches looking at at players. Now his son, Jeff Scott, is the head coach for USF won a couple of national titles with Davos Sweeney at Clemson, Um, recruited the Hunter Murfros of the world, the Sean Watsons of the world. He's at USF. Uh, 2020, you can throw that. To be Last year, there were in a lot of games. They had uh, one, two, three, four close losses. That would have been 66 bowl this season. But they have uh, 154 doing a great job at roster management. Coach Scott, 154 starts on the offensive line. In the portal, they bring in the quarterback who won the Big 12 title for Baylor. So the future looks good for the USF Bull. Uh, They bring in a a guy who uh, looked really good at Clemson. Uh, Chad Morris. They switched defensive coordinators. Uh, Travis Trickett, and his dad did a great job at West Virginia. Good pedigree there. These nepotism guys like to hire other nepotism guys. But in this case, we're lucky because Jeff Cott, was a great coach. Coach Trickett is also a great coach. The new defensive coordinator is Bob Shoup, who coached in the SEC Mississippi State, did a great job. 18, 19, uh, Tennessee. And with a really good defensive corner for Penn State, Nittany Lions in Vanderbilt, is a Jeff Franklin guy. who Again, great development coach. And great hire, again, uh, Coach Scott has a great network. He knows how important it is to hire good assistant coaches, as he was an assistant coach on a multiple national title team with good old Dabble Sweeney and Euclid's entire Tigers. We're talking about Daniel, the who used to be special team Scorch at Arkansas. Coach Morris was there in the SEC, we got him at USF, uh, September the 3rd, BYU plus 13. People betting last year's BYU team, not this year, but I can't bet that game and I'm highly biased. So you have to put an asterisk by that pick. All right, so very very exciting. That is your AAC, and give you a lot of information. Not idle information. Information you can monetize. All of the picks I give out are free. You don't have to pay extra Sports three hundred dollars. You can monetize just using my picks and learning how to use. Now you know the importance and kind of thinking through starters coming back on the offensive line. So, always close with Winston Churchill. Uh, people say to Malinskis like Winston Churchill, the real Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening and uh, participating and tipping us here on the ESBC Podcast Network.